With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. What's up, world? This is your man, Nick Eden, and I am here with the talk of the town. I know you're going to dig this. Talk of the town. Take you to the hotel Martinet in Brooklyn, where Bobby Millett and his orchestra are offering a program of dance music. Talk Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Middlemen Present Talk the Town with Nick Eden. How's everybody doing tonight? You on with me, Al? Good. No, you, you go good. ahead and speak in. You being quiet today? Yeah. You all right? Or did Kevin get on you too bad last week? I think you Kevin, man. Anyway, I'm great, man. <laughs> great day outside. I was riding with the windows down today. Slow. Okay, you're going to take the one day. Of, well, it's cold in Atlanta. I don't know about in uh, Mississippi, but it's cold here. Hope everybody out there listening in is doing well today. I am your host, Nick Eaton. I got my man Al here. We got Kevin uh, running the boards for us. He doesn't speak too much, guys. He saves all of his energy for the weekend. So we're just going to let him chill back with his coffee. You know, that, that courtesy coffee they give you at Winn-Dixie, you know, when you walk in the door. And you really don't have anything else to do. They just got a little thing of coffee right there. Just just take it. So that's what he got back there. You don't want to share, though. It's all good, though. All right. Glad to see everybody that's out in the chat board, too. Man, it's been a good week. It's been a real good week, man. It's been a real good week. Next week's sales are going to be looking pretty good. R&B is looking real good. Big shout-out to Chris Brown. After everything that's gone over in the last two years... Chris Brown's new album, Fame, is going to debut at number one on the chart with between 250,000 and 275,000 records sold. That's crazy. And a lot of people are just sitting, because it's, it's been getting some positive reviews. It's a really good album. Uh, I had a chance to listen to it. Really pleased with it. I'm glad that, you know, Chris Brown is getting himself back on track. And you can't beat it. Can't really be. It's a great album. You get a chance to check it out. Uh, Adele is still on the uh, charts. If you remember me talking about it a couple of weeks ago, uh, the British soul singer. She's uh, right 
behind Chris Brown at number two. Also, Jennifer Hudson's new album, I Remember Me, will be coming in with 150000 And who else is going out? You know what, Kurt Franklin, his new album. I don't know if anybody's heard that record, Smile. Have you heard it, uh, Adam? No, I haven't. Take a listen to that record, man. Seriously. I think for everybody, especially now, with the way things are going, just in terms of uh, the economy and everything, that's a really good record to listen to. Like, seriously. Like, no matter what else is going on. You know, just smile. Not to get all soft and sentimental on y'all, but that's a good one. So his new album is coming in next week, too. It's going to be hitting those same round. Decent numbers for him. And also Bobby Valentino's new album, Fly on the Wall. That's going to come in with about 30... 30,000 to 45,000. So it's a good week for R&B. It's a real good week for R&B. So we, and you know, over here at the Middleman, we, we love supporting good R&B. So make sure you guys check out those artists. Check out their album. Because they're winning. Good. I was waiting on Kevin for the sound, but he's back there slacking off. I'm going to mess with him. Anyway, today's topic, man, we are talking about songwriters. These are the new stars of the music industry. And I'm telling you right now, like back in the day, you knew about the songwriters, but other than maybe like Babyface or Lionel Richie, you didn't really know him. You knew Smokey Robinson, you know, you know, legendary as far as his songwriting went, but just the songwriters were really low-key. They were really low-key and just doing their thing behind the scenes. Nowadays, the songwriters are becoming the new stars. They're putting out their own album. Uh, the record labels are realizing that one, it's a lot more cost-effective. If I have this songwriter who keeps writing me these hit records, well, why not just sign him and put his own album out so we have to keep paying that fee? And they're making these hits. I mean, you have people like The Dream. You have people like Neil, uh, Rico Loves, uh, Claude Kelly. It's a lot of guys that a lot of people might not know their name off top, but when you go back and you listen to some of their hits, it's just like, wow. So what we're going to do today is we're going to actually explore how this phenomenon of the last five years has come up with all these songwriters stepping to the forefront. We may have some guests calling in, coming in, chiming in on it. I'll let you know about that a little bit later. And if at any time you feel like you need to call in and express how you feel about songwriters, if you are a songwriter yourself and you want to call in and get some advice, because we're going to be talking about aspiring songwriters too, go ahead and give us a call at 718-508-9972. What we're going to do is we're going to go into our first break of the day. This is one of my favorite songwriters. Love this cat. cat by the name of Eric Roberson. We're going to talk about him a little bit when we get back. But this is Eric Roberson following you from his new album, Music Band First. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. I see you with your girls and I truly do apologize Yes, I really realize you're not here for these dudes I see that big ring on your hand Trust me, girl, I understand Back at home you got a man And that's not the way I move when the DJ threw this record on I saw you throw up your arms Close your eyes and sing along Guess you like this tune 
and your legs can't stay still at all. Those high heel shoes, you took them off. So let me escort you to the floor. Girl, can I borrow you? Maybe he wouldn't mind if for a song or two you can act like you're mine. How can I borrow you, girl? Would that be okay? Maybe when the song's done, we can just walk away. And I watch you as you go. Walk away. As you walk away. As you walk away. And I watch you as you go. Walk away. As you walk away. As you walk away. I'm fully focused on your sway. Too concerned with what you say I can't hear you anyway The smile says it all Oh, now you want to turn around well, I'm not going to fight you now I'm not here to slow you down no. No, 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 See, I'm just here to compliment yeah. you Style in any way I fit yeah. Can I get close a little bit? Yeah. I'm feeling it yeah. I'm yeah. I get for you to just enjoy Wish that I could give you more, but I guess that's not what we're here for. No, can I borrow you? Can I borrow? Maybe he wouldn't mind. Maybe he wouldn't mind. For a song or two, you can act like you're mine. Come on, can I borrow you? Girl, would that be okay? Would that be okay? Maybe when the song's done, we can just walk away and I'll watch you as you go. Walk away as you. And that was Eric Roberson with Borrow You. You're back live with the Middleman Presents Talk of the Town with Nick Eaton here on Blog Talk Radio. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Today we are talking about songwriters, the new stars of the music industry. Now let's just take it back for a second. For if you just happen to live under a rock and don't know a lot about songwriters stepping into the forefront, you know, basically right now the music business is dealing with some issues in terms of being able to sell records, finding those big hit records. Now, the process, it used to be you would get an artist, you sign them, you put them in the studio with a producer and songwriter, and they craft hits for them. Nowadays, people aren't willing to spend as much as they were before on these artists and developing these artists. They're looking for something a little quick. They're looking for people that already have hits. They're looking for people who are out there selling records already. And now, within the last five years, I'll say, they've really turned to going to the actual songwriters themselves and saying, hey, look, you already write songs, you're a singer, let's just go ahead and get you in there, let's do an album on you. It's going to be a hit. Is it always a hit, though? I don't know. You have some out there that that are definitely hit makers. Neo is one. If everybody, if no other song that you're familiar with was Neo, you've got to know Beyonce's Place. That speaks for itself. Which was actually supposed to be for him. That was actually for his album. Find that 
please answer. But Neo is one. Uh, the Dream is another. Uh, people have their mixed feelings about the Dream. Huh? I'll say this much: after listening to his last album, I was like, okay, if he was doing that from the jump, how he did on his last album, then I would probably have, you know, paid attention to him before then. But there are a lot of other famous singer-songwriters, and it goes all the way back. You look at artists like Smokey Robinson, who was the main songwriter for Motown. And he had his Smokey Robinson in the Miracle. Actually, Smokey still releases albums to this day. He just released an album last year. After 50-some-odd years. But when you're a songwriter, and you're the one who's actually making those hits, you can actually afford to to keep going like that because you're not spending a bunch of money trying to find different songs. Now, this is what I want to get to. The aspiring songwriter. I hear people say all the time, well, you know, I got these songs, I got, you know, all these songs in my notebook, and I want to get my music out there. And I just don't know how to get it out there. What can I do to be a songwriter? Well, there's a couple things you can do. There's a couple things you can do. You can record those songs that you have in your notebook. Because in today's and you guys can time it on this at any time. In today's time, they're looking for you to have that completed package. When you submit these songs to these A&Rs, when you submit them to the managers, they're looking for these songs to already be done. So everything you got in that notebook that you got written down, that's fine, it's dandy, it's nice. You know what? Go ahead and frame that. And that can be something that you can talk about for years to come because you need to record those songs. Link up with a local producer. Link up with another writer. Because sometimes as writers, you can get these songs, and quite frankly, they're, they start to sound the same. Because you do so many of them, you get in the zone with writers, and they all sound the same. So link up with other writers. Write songs for your local artists. There are artists in your local areas, I promise you, in almost every city you can think of, there's some local artist that has a song on the radio. Try to write for them. Start out. That's how you do Build it. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. We had um, Sal on here. Sal's a DCP A&R. Disturbing Peace Entertainment, Luke Christmas record label. Sal's an A&R for that. He came in on our executive decision show. He talked about it. He has a website called mp3rewind.com. You can go there and you can submit songs to the artist on Disturbing the Peace. There are a lot of A&Rs that, that go through those ways now doing it. So now more than ever... There are ways for you to actually get your music out there. You can go to blazetrack.com. That's B-L-A-Z-E-T-R-A-K.com. You can submit to artists there. It's a lot of different ways to get out there. Let me ask you this question. I know Kevin doesn't like to talk much, but Kev, just in your experience, just over classes, you people don't probably don't realize that you have an extensive amount of experience in the music business. For all the new songwriters and, and, and producers that you've seen, what would be one of the best ways for them to get on? Um, I mean, you covered a lot of the bases, you know, just it's primarily getting their work to the right people that can convey what they're trying to express in those songs, you know, because, I mean, you can you can actually get it to somebody and 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 if they can perform it right, you know, I think that would help them out. Which I agree with. I agree. Al, want me to comment on that? I would say, I mean, one, yeah, I like to own all my materials. I will try to make sure that they get their information. 
You're breaking up. Uh, breaking up a little bit. I would, you know, I would suggest people making sure that they get their information copywritten first, um, and uh, then submit. You know, um, I mean, submit pretty much, pretty much any and everybody that you would think will probably would be interested in your music. Now they could probably pass it on to somebody else if they don't fit the song. Just like um, one of the songs that Joe had that R. Kelly written. You know, R. Kelly had threw that song in the trash, but Joe. Um, Picked up the song and made it a hit record. So, um, you know that, you know that that can't happen to a normal person too. You know, if you get it to the right person. Yeah, because I mean, just like you said, man, you got, like you were saying, Nick, you got a lot of local artists, and you know, I, I know, I remember back in the day when the artists used to to network with each other in a local area, then it was spread from there. Because if you can remember, uh, the whole faction with uh, uh, Timberland and his crew. You know, they had yeah. more than rappers over there. It was a lot of songwriters. You know, it was a lot of people yeah. that had a lot of musical talent. And those guys wasn't from the same camp. They all came together, networked, and, and they got the right people to perform what they was writing. And then, you know, it, it went from there. This is true. I mean, that's Which instances is the, all across the country, if you really think about it, with a lot of earlier groups. Yeah. yeah, and I wonder why nowadays you don't have that anymore. I think, is everybody just so concerned about, you know, self that they don't think to write with other people, to get with other people and say, hey, let's let's make it together? Well, I, Honestly, I don't wrong. think there's nothing wrong with that, you know, to a certain degree, because if you think about Gamble right. and Huff, you know, it was Gamble and Huff. It wasn't Gamble, Huff, and X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? You have some people that can actually put together good good records. You know what I'm saying? They can put together good records. You got good team writers and then you have good individual writers. Um right. one of the one of the quote unquote best writers of our time that they say quote unquote is the dream, which I totally disagree with. And Neo. But you have some songs from underground artists that I mean, the lyrical contents of those records are just beyond what these guys in the mainstream are doing, but you know, it really takes a lot of people getting hurt. Okay. Shouts out to my man JJ Irvin, man, Cotton Kings, man. He uh he he uh said Millie Vanilli. Kev, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you brought up a good point when you uh, when you mentioned the Dream and Neo. Obviously, in terms of urban music, they're the the, the two most popular. Songwriters of the last few years Right um, And I don't think that Anybody can take away from the fact That Neil is a great songwriter Right But it does beg into the question I can remember when I first started out writing I got some advice from a guy He was like you know When you're first starting out Whether you can be really good You can be really really good But that doesn't necessarily mean that people are going to put you on just because you're good. You might have to share that with that artist. You might have to, you know, you, you might have to give up a portion of that, even though they may not have written it. You might have, a, have to give up a portion of that to get onto that album. Right. And if everybody remembers, the, the big song that everybody remembers Neo for writing for was, before Irreplaceable, was when he wrote Let Me Love You for Mario. Now, that was produced by Scott Storch, and Neo wrote the song. However, there was another young writer 
And I do remember that when Neil first came out, he kind of spoke up for the writer because it was like, you know, everybody was giving the attention to Neil. And he was like, well, there was another guy that helped to write the song. Mm-hmm. And he actually now, I can't even remember the guy's name. And I haven't heard any more work from him since. I don't know exactly what happened. But I can remember instances where people that started off writing with me, you know, they may have gotten screwed over on some credit and they were just like, well, you know what, I don't want to deal with that. Is that necessarily right, though? Like, if you think about it, if you have the opportunity to write for someone like Usher, Usher is, is, is a big artist now, and you have the opportunity to write a song for him, and they say, you know what, we like this song, we want to put it on the album, but you know what, we're going to need to get a piece of that. Because for all you aspiring songwriters and producers out there, best believe that's going to happen. And it doesn't just happen to the newbies. I can think of some instances that I can't really speak on for legal purposes, but I can think of some instances where some very popular producers had to give up a portion of their production credit to someone else in a similar sense, you know. But is that necessarily right? Is it worth giving up that portion of the song to get all that on, I mean, it all depends on what you're trying to gain. Some people want fame, you know what I mean? They want that access to what they would say, quote-unquote, the next level, you know what I mean? But you have a lot of people that, you know, they, they necessarily don't have to be on the next level, man, because, I mean... Before you really heard Neo's name really ringing out there, this cat was writing for everybody, if you recall. Yeah, this is true. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, a lot of times, man, you know, a lot of people give up a lot at the beginning. And they lose at the beginning. But once they get that track record going, you know what I'm saying, that's when they get that rotation. But you have some people, they're not meant to lose. You know what I mean? They're not meant to uh Really, they, they really don't need to sacrifice that much in the beginning. I'll say it like that. Exactly. And that kind of brings up another writer to me. Uh, we Actually, we just heard a song from him, Eric Roberson. Now, Eric Roberson was a songwriter. Um, he was at, he was attending Howard University. He was a singer-songwriter, started doing his thing. He got a, a, a record deal with Warner Brothers. This was around 94. He put out a single called The Moon. Some of y'all who are a little older might remember it. Some, you know, may not. But the single didn't do that well for him as an artist, but he was still writing. You know, he actually ended up working with Jazzy Jeff, and that put him in, in the studio with Maxwell, Donnell Jones, uh, Ace, Music Soul Child, Jill Scott. And so he was in a position where he never really had to give up a portion like that. It was really just, I'm writing in and I'm writing as a collective. Now, he writes on his own mountain when he started out. It's just like you were saying, Kevin, you look at, like, the basement crew with Timbaland and Miss Genuine and all them. Mm-hmm. He was writing with a, a group of a group of people, and they were just coming together making good songs. Mm-hmm. I think it is worth it. You know, I think you have to sit down and you really have to get the situation. Because a lot of times, if people can screw you over, they will screw you over for as long oh, yeah. as they can. Oh, you yeah. Know, you will oh, man, give up that uh... one portion, and you got to give up the next song, and then the next, and then the next. Yep. My man uh, Jay, my man Jay Irvin was putting in that uh, Jill Scott wrote for Erica Badu. There's a lot of people out there that a lot of people don't realize this is where they possibly came from or started from. If you remember, you, we all know the record actually, the record with the roots. The uh, baby, uh, baby, you got me. If you were yeah. worried about where, I didn't know who I saw. So that was the record that she wrote for for Erica Badu, and now. 
you look at Jill Scott, she's just as big a star as Erica Badu. Oh, yeah. She's oh, just yeah. as big a star. But, you know, you and, know, and like, I love Erica Badu, Titans. but quite frankly, I'd rather go see a Jill Scott concert at this point. <laughs> but I'm just saying, man, certain sacrifices, I guess, some people will make. It all depends on what they want with it. But when you say about, you know, a lot of writers, what you have now, you know, some of these writers, you know, the younger generation of writers that you have now, they're not trained in the whole concept of writing a full song, if, if you understand what I mean. And I'm by no means a songwriter, but I love good music and understand, to the best of my knowledge, what good songwriters used to write. Now it's just, I know what it is. It's sad to say this, and I know this kind of crazy. Pat LaBelle kind of put... Uh, what's the little boy named Lloyd on blast in the record on that remix? Lay your head on my pillow. Think about what no, she I did didn't hear on that. her verse. Huh? What did she say? Because I heard about that, but I never listened to the record. Well, she basically was saying, "You ain't got to tell the girl I want to have sex with you. That's not all you need to do with her. You need to romance her, treat her, and love her, and show kindness to her." Because you know she was basically—I mean, in layman's terms, she was just saying, "You don't have to come at the record like that." That's right. You know? Yes. But once you hear the record, you will see what I'm saying as far as the way the lyrics of that was written. And you know what? I hate to say this is a generational gap, but look at the hits now. And this is something that, for all you young songwriters out there, you definitely have to keep up with the time. You You have to stay relevant. You have to stay. It's important. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to sell any songs. But look at the lyrical content. How it's changed within the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. I was just on YouTube yesterday, and I was listening to some old boys to men records. And I was reading some of the comments. And you could almost tell how old the people were that were commenting by what they were saying. Not so much as, oh, this is what I was doing when I was a kid, or this is what, but you had some people that were like, oh, well, this is boring. Boys and Men's End of the Road is one of the biggest songs in music history. You can't tell it these kids that now. Elvis's record. Hmm? Oh, you can't tell these kids that now. But I saw comments on there where you had these kids that were basically like, oh, this song sounds boring. Oh, it's too slow. Oh, it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you have someone, like, you definitely have to give it up to Babyface. Kim's Babyface Edmonds is one of the greatest songwriters, period. You know, not just for the last 20 years, just one of the greatest songwriters, period. He's given us classic history with his Houston boys and men, uh, Mariah Carey, everybody that you can possibly think of that has had a big, huge, monster record. Nine times out of ten, Babyface is the writer. But now you have a new generation that's saying, oh, that sounds old. If you would put the Dreams music up against Babyface, they might say that well, the Dream is a better writer. So, as a songwriter... Huh? Who would say that? And from what standpoint? It's a, but this is the thing about it, kids. The, the standpoint that they're oh, coming okay. from is the generation now. Okay, I got you, I got you, I got you. You got you to gotta look... Okay, look at our generation. And the music that we came up on, where lyrically 
you might know that this song is about a one night stand, but it's not telling you that. When Luther Vandross says, let me hold you tight, it's only for one night. I won't tell a soul. No one has to know if you want to be totally discreet. It's a one night stand. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. It's a one night stand. One of my favorite bands, Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> Reasons. That's a one yep. night stand. <laughs> Reason why it's you one of the most It's one of the most beautifully written one night stands ever. But you go from that band doing one night stand all uh, doing a reasons all the way to uh, and I like these guys actually I love these guys you go all the way to day twenty six and they have a song called one night only mm-hmm. one I like, actually know the song called one night stand uh, like it's just now it's so it's so blatant it's so blatant right so as a songwriter you have that. You have a, the, the thing about staying relevant, but still staying true to yourself. Now, if you're just one of those those casters out there, just like, look, I'm just trying to get paid, you know, then then you know that's fine. However, these guys are still working. Like Babyface and L.A. Reid are still cashing checks off 1984. Oh yeah, Smokey Robinson is still cashing checks from 1959. Oh yeah, our artists. They on TMZ. Fish <laughs> for broke. Robbing stuff, stealing all the money they made over the course of five or six years, and then it's just it's gone, just like that. So I would say to the aspiring songwriter, how do I how do I get my music out there? Also look at what type of music you're doing. The best songwriters are the ones that can write across all genres. They can write yep. country music. They can write blues. They can write R&B. They can write gospel. Uh, one person that's like that out of all the songwriters of today is P.J. Uh, e. Morton. And if you're not familiar with him, he's worked with everyone from Jagged Edge to Diane Warren to uh, to to Shirley Caesar to Yolanda Adams. He's won just as many Dove Awards as he's won Grammy Awards because he writes all types of music. As an artist, he went on tour. I think it was with, I think it was Linkin Park. He went on a rock tour. This is a, a, a soul artist, and he went on a European rock tour. These are the type of things that are going to make you stand out as a songwriter, being able to cross all genres because not every genre is hot at the same time. We talked about this a few weeks back about R&B being one of the lowest selling genres of last year. So you have to be able to adapt. I'll give my story before we go into this first clip. I'll give my story about how I got started. And I'm still, and by no means am I saying that I'm, you know, anywhere near on the level of a lot of the songwriters that are out there today. But, you know, for my writing experience, I think that my story can probably help maybe a little bit more than somebody who just said, oh, I ran into Jay-Z at the mall and I sang for him. He let me write a song. How it started for me was I was in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, at the time, and I know you two guys remember this, the rap Dirty was out. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they had to deal with Universal, and the guy who was actually their manager, he had a label, and he had a couple of artists on there. Now, what I did was we had the same barber. We had the same barber. 
And he used to tell me all the time Because my barber knew I could sing He was like, man, you ought to get some songs for me something. You know how everybody is Everybody at one point or another is Yeah, I got connections I know this person in the music business And this person and that person I'm like, yeah, well, okay Yeah, whatever Okay, I got you Yeah, I'll get some songs for you And it took me about a year to get him some songs When I finally did He actually played them for For the guy while he was in the shop Getting his haircut The guy gives me a call And he says, hey, I got an artist I want to uh, want to try you out on this song. He only opened the second verse to me. When he did the second verse, he was like, okay, well, let's try you on this. Let's try you on this. Next thing you know, I'm writing for a lot of local artists in the city. Get the attention of a couple more producers. And it just, I started to build from there. You know, and that's, go, that's going back to what Kevin was saying a little early. And I was saying about getting that local market and getting out there because... You have to realize that you have to take every opportunity that you possibly can. Even if you're in Podunk, Alabama, you may run into somebody who knows somebody who knows the guy who takes the mail to the radio station and can, and can get you in touch with the DJ. You never know. Take every opportunity. Now, if I would have not gotten that CD to my barber, would I have gotten on as a songwriter with with, with the guy's label Maybe Maybe not Who knows But it's about Taking that opportunity Guys Take every opportunity I, I know a lot of singers Who get on YouTube And they sing their Original songs on YouTube They sing them acapella A good song Is a good song I'll say that If you mm-hmm. hear a song Whether it's acapella Whether it's a piano demo Whether it's an acoustic demo Or it's a full on Produced song A hit Is a hit Yeah Right You can hear it Yep now, what we're going to do is we're going to go into this clip. This is actually um, Jermaine Dupree and Jonte Austin. If you're not familiar with Jonte Austin, you will be after this clip. And let's just say that Jermaine Dupree and, and, and Jonte Austin wrote the song of the decade. We'll get back to that in a second. They're at the ASCAP conference talking about the same thing we're talking about now, songwriters, new stars in the music business. This is Jonte Austin and Jermaine Dupree. You're not alive. You're listening to the Middleman Present Talk to Town with Nick Eaton. For me, I started, well, I started out as a um, as an artist first before I was writing outside of RCA. And, um, you know, uh, that didn't work out for me. And I got dropped, but I, I knew I wanted to stay around the music business and try to figure it out and, and see if there was a place in it for me. So at the time, writing was, was my way to stay in, in the game. And so I would, you know, just start writing stuff. And um, actually, uh, my man Troy Taylor um, was working with the artist that replaced me on, on RCA. And, you know, he called me up one day and was like, man, I know you've been writing. You know, you, you got a shot to, to to work on this dude. I was like, man, I'm not going to work on the on the, um, the guy who took my spot. He was like, man, you got to get past it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right now, you're a writer. And so, you know, I came up and wrote the song. And that song was for Tyrese. And it was Sweet Lady. And, um... And so, um, I started writing together. Well, for me, I, like I said, I was going to say this before about the writing, collaborating. When I was young, I was on this, y'all don't want to buy right with me. I was, I want to be everything. It definitely helps if you go write with somebody else, and it definitely breaks the monotony of songs. I know some of y'all probably hear y'all records, they probably sound the same. You'd be like, damn, why? I do say that, you know, just if you got a friend or you know somebody that writes, just try them out. Because John K was around Atlanta for a long time. And I would never up with him. Never, excuse me. But I mean, you know, uh, and and I seen him, 
You know what I mean? I heard about the, the Tyrese. I, I was like, so? I don't care. I'm like, but, but then, you know, as time went on, I found another writer. I found Manuel, then I found Brian Cox. And, and, and as I started finding these writers, every time I did a record with them, they start being hit. So I start saying, you know what, this is cool. You know what I mean? It's, it's all right. It ain't, it's, it's all right for me to write with other people. So then from that point on, you know, as soon as me and John Tate got in the studio, we did, we did Mariah record. And voila. Did y'all hear that John Tate got dropped by RCA? And ended up writing for Tyrese, who was the one who replaced him. Right. Like, that's crazy. He gets dropped and then pulled right back into the situation. Now, you know, a lot of people will let pride, and that's another thing that we're going to talk about. That's something that can let, that can really hurt young songwriters. It's pride. His pride could have said, no, I'm not going to write for him. I don't care what you say. And you never, you might not have ever heard from John Tay Austin again. But going back to this whole song of the decade thing, he started working with Jermaine Dupri around 2004, 2003, 2004. And they worked on Mariah Carey's album, her comeback album, Emancipation of Mimi. The song We Belong Together is the one that he wrote for her, or one of the ones that he wrote for her. And that was a song that was Billboard's pick as the song of the decade. Now, prior to this, Jermaine Dupri wasn't really open to writing with other people. Every now and then, he would write songs with other people. But he didn't really open himself up like that. That kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, collabing with other artists, other writers, coming together, putting your ideas together. Would that song have been as big as Jermaine Dupri? Wrote it on his own? Probably not. Probably not. Man, Jermaine is not that guy. I don't care what you say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just tell you straight up. I like Jermaine Dupree. I understand. I understand. But he is not that guy. I mean, he's okay. He's okay. Yeah, I, you can't deny the hit. The catalog is I hit. mean, it's a hit, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this generation wouldn't know a hit if it slapped him in the face. Nah. I don't mean to be so well, negative. Yes, you do, but <laughs> that's not a hit out there. But that actually kind of brings up my, uh, my, my next statement. Because we personally know, between the three of us, I don't think we can count how many artists that we know that were in situations and and the album didn't come out or they may have gotten, you know, dropped or the label folded or whatever, but they're still around the situation. A lot of times pride can really hurt these guys. And I think my question, and I want to pose my question to you guys, and if you want to chime in on this, go ahead and give us a call, 718-508-9972. My question to you guys is, if you're in that situation and you figure out, hey, either my album's not about to come out or, or they're about to lose this money, do you just tuck your tail in and leave? Do you stick it out? Do you try to see what's going to happen with it? What do you do in that situation? Hmm. Talking about as an independent artist that's about to get this opportunity? 
Well, as an artist who, is, who may have been signed, like, okay, we talk about this all the time. Think about how many artists that we know mm-hmm. that were signed to labels, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, it just didn't work out. Whether right. the album didn't come out, the label folded, they got shelved. Like, I, like, what do they like? What do they do? Do they just walk away from the situation? Do they, you know, lash out and and, and go at the label? Like, what? I don't know, man. I think a lot of people need to really go to that point where they need to reinvent themselves. I think Prince took the best model back in the day when he changed his name, you know, because of his situation and went to that symbol and still put out great music. I mean, man, you cannot deny great music. You shouldn't sit up there and deny it. Now, if you're an artist that's not established and, you know, you really don't have that track record, you know, the best thing sometimes to do is, Really, just get your weight up. Get out there and, and, and make sure that your name is known in the inner circles. Right. Well, if you look at let's say let's take Atlanta for example. Let's take Atlanta for Atlanta. As many and, and Kev, you know this. As as many artists and producers, just the hundreds and hundreds of and thousands of artists and producers rolling around Atlanta, the scene itself is actually kind of small. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's actually kind of small Now I can think of A couple of artists And I, I'm not I'm not One to necessarily put anybody's business out there So I'll leave this one situation alone I'll use another I, Okay <laughs> I'll use another situation um, Sherry Dennis right? She was signed to Bad Boy Right She, she signed to Bad Boy in like 97 Her album kept getting shelled Over and over and over And over Like they didn't release her album until 2008 She signed with them in 1997 They didn't release the album until 2008 That's almost 10 years Of being on the label When she figured out Okay This isn't working for me I keep getting shelled They can't find a single that'll stick for me She just started writing she started for she started writing for everybody else. People that took her spot at the label. She started writing for them. You know, when it was time to okay, maybe we'll put this Sherry Dennis album out, then they started concentrating on making the band when they had uh the group Danny Kane. Okay, that's fine. She wrote like half of their first album. You know, now had she said, you know, hey, you know, I'm mad because you guys aren't putting my stuff out. I'm just, I'm not going to speak to anybody at the label. I'm just going to leave until I can get out of my deal so I can get. Like, would that have really helped her? Because she's out of her situation now. She's just not having much steam going, but she's still got those publishing checks coming. Yeah. You know? I guess my biggest thing is don't let pride interfere with your career. I know plenty of artists who have been mad because their album didn't come out, so they decide to diss their label. And it's not just singers. We can think there's a lot of rappers you can think that are very good writers. Prime example, Rakim. Rakim. These are all guys who, album-wise, they have not had the popularity as they did when they were in their prime, but they went behind the scenes. I'm going to get the money one way or another. As a matter of fact, I'm going to get more money because as a writer, I'm going to get my check before the artist does. The artist might not ever see a check. Mm-hmm. Depending on how much money they owe the label, the artist might not ever see a check. 
But the songwriters are going to get paid. Oh, yeah. Man, I wish I could have wrote sure. Wacky Flacky, man. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bow, bow. I could have It wouldn't have been that hard. Man. It wouldn't have been that hard. But, I mean, when you really think about it, especially if you're a good songwriter and you're delivering some hits, you're absolutely going to get your checks first because they want to make sure they got you for the next album. And they want to make sure they got you for the artist that they're trying to break next. And this artist, and that artist, and this artist, and that artist. And just so on and so on. So you actually come out a little bit better, and I'm not dissing artists, not at all. But if you're an artist on the, in the situation, and it just doesn't work out, keep the contact. Don't be so quick to just try to flip out on whoever you're working with. You know, if, if, if you can see... Every cloud has a silver lining. That's the best way to explain it. A prime example of that is Rico Loves. Now, mm-hmm. I've been familiar with Rico for years. Back when he first signed with Usher, he was an artist on Usher's label. When Usher got a label deal with Jay Record, the album never came out. But he still took the time to keep contacts that he had, that he had met through Usher, he still works with Usher. As a matter of fact, he went from being Usher's artist to being Usher's producer and giving Usher one of his bigger hits for the last few years because he produced and wrote the song, There Goes My Baby. Mm-hmm. And from there, it just it just blew. He's written songs. He wrote Sweet Dreams for Beyonce. He wrote Fall For Your Type for Jamie Foxx. I mean, he just, right now, he's becoming one of the, the, the more in-demand songwriters slash producers in the business because he's just putting out... This, and it's not like he's just putting out this one sound and it's just a hot sound. It's like, the records sound different. They still have a signature to them, but they sound different. And they're good records. Hey, you what... There goes my baby and start thinking of the 90s. Wouldn't that go back to what we were saying earlier? You know, if you're an independent artist, just work the scene, work the circles until you get your exactly. opportunity again. Exactly. A lot and of people, like, like you said, that their their pride won't let them do that because if they had a situation at one time, they're like, man, I'm not stepping back down to, to do this for nobody else. And instead of understanding that, like you said, certain people in the business get money before the artist. And I would rather be that person. Oh, yeah. It's a it's a common phrase in the music business. You can be rich, you can be rich or you can be famous. Mm. It's very few. It's a handful that are both. It's a handful of both that are both. But I'd rather be rich. I mean, you know, especially for a business that traditionally it's kind of hard to get that check. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, all I'm saying is, you know, it, but it can be hard to get I want to ask you a question, though, Nick, and I know you're an avid song listening and you love good music. If you had to take an all-star dream team of three of the best songwriters from the 60s, 70s, I'd stop right there. From and the you had to compare them against... The best songwriters, if you had a dream team of three songwriters from the 60s and 70s, and you had the best songwriters from the 80s and the new millennium, who would be your three from the 60s and 70s, and who would be your three for the, you know, 90s and the new millennium? 
my school. Wow. Okay. I already know. Off top. Smokey Robinson, mm-hmm. Eddie Holland of Holland Dozier Holland, and Isaac Hayes. Ooh. It's a good one. Good one. Good one. Uh, that would be 90s, my dream. Who, who would you get? In your, in your the two 90s. Bodies? I got to pick three from three. the 90s from the New Millennium. Or the 90s separate from the New Millennium. No, nah, both of them together. They're together. Both of them together? Yeah. Babyface. Okay. Neo. Okay. And Claude Kelly. Mm. You might not be too familiar with Claude Kelly. Mm-hmm. But the dude is ridiculous. He's, well, ridic- well, he's just one of those people that chooses to stay in the background. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Now, and if I think he had that, that, that three, like, those people you just gave, if you were to compare all their number one hits, which team would win? Team A from the 60s and 70s or Team B from 90s to in the 2000s? Of course, Team A. <laughs> And you know what? You know what's so crazy? You know what's so crazy? So there will be one that will give Team A a, a serious run for their money, and that will be Babyface. Babyface, yeah. That team will give them a serious run. Yeah. But hands down, I mean, it's one thing to have a stream of hits, and it's another thing to have a stream of classics. I'm not being funny. Afro Man had a hit when he sang Because I Got High. Is anybody rushing to get a single from him? No. Whatever happened. Really? (laughs) Dude got a Grammy nomination out of that. I mean, a Grammy and an Oscar. I'll tell you what. This is what we're going to do. We're going to go to our our last song of the day because when we get back, I have got... This is a very controversial subject when it comes to producers and songwriters. And I want to spend as much time as we can on it. So we're going to go into our last break now. This is from Fantasia's new album. It was actually produced and written by Rico Love. This is Fantasia with Falling in Love Tonight. This is the Middleman Present Talk of the Town with Nick Eaton.
was Fantasia with Falling in Love Tonight, produced and written by Rico Love. You're back live with the Middleman Present Talk the Town with Nick Eaton. I really like that record, man. I really like that record. You know what I like about Rico Love as a, as a writer? It's like almost every time I listen to a song, the last three or four albums I've listened to, I'll listen to a song and I get stuck on this one song. And then come to find out that he wrote it. That's how I know that you're a good writer. It doesn't have a tagline at the beginning. It's not, it, you know, it's. He does have the little turn the lights off tag in there. But you, it's, it's subtle, so you really don't catch it if you just into the song. Yeah, everybody but, is doing that crap now. Yeah, and I think that's what makes it. I, I think that's what's wrong with things now. Like that's another thing I like to see a lot of songwriters start getting back into. Working, working and developing with that one artist. Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones made a classic together. Oh yeah, off the wall. No, one off the wall. Okay, they made several classics together. Yeah, thriller. <laughs> it was thriller that they made together. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I said the wrong damn record. Hey, look, <laughs> hilarious. But okay, even look at it. Keith Sweat's whining ass. Keith Sweat and Teddy Riley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson and Teddy Riley. Jay-Z and Pharrell. Jay-Z and Kanye. Hmm. You know, now it's more about... Do you really respect what these guys are doing? And and I don't mean this in in a pessimistic way or just really negative. Because they have a machine. They don't... They have the access to get this stuff to the world. Back in the day, man, if your 45 or your 12 inch didn't hit, you flopped, literally. Well, yeah, that is true. But it's a, it's a, it's one of those things. It's a sign of the time. Yeah. You know, you got to think about it. Independent artists didn't have the opportunities back then as they have now. Think about it. Like, it's like I said before. Think about it if Donnie Hathaway had the internet. Been over with. You know, think about it, Stevie Wonder went in the middle of Stevie Wonder renegotiating his contract with Motown. Been over with. If he would have had iTunes. Over with. Oh, man. <laughs> Stevie Wonder with iTunes back in them times? Oh, man. But just, you what know, would have been the self-contained artist? <laughs> Wouldn't nobody be in the number one spot but Stevie. <laughs> Think about Prince. We don't we don't have to go back as far as Motown days. Think about the nineties. For these artists to have to wait and be shelved. Think about if Maxwell could have had iTunes back then. And wasn't so, you know, distraught with all the label BS that he was like, you know what, I'm just gonna leave y'all for about eight years because I can't deal with them. Or D'Angelo. Think about all these self contained artists that had that could have done that. So, you know, you email know. There is a machine to put them out now. But there's also another machine that's out there that's really controversial, and people seem not to like it. And I know we're drawing in closer, but we're going to have to talk about this again. But paying to have your music reviewed. That's something to think about. Is it worth it? Do you feel like you're worth whatever money it may take, that 20 or 50 bucks it may take to get your song to where you might get a major placement? 
Who knows? That's one thing to think about. I don't know. We may have to pick this up next week. We might have to go right into the part two next week because I got a couple of guests that were supposed to come in and they, you know, they, they weren't able to make it. So we may have to go right back into this. And I think we are, and that's what we're going to kick off with. I definitely want to thank everybody who tuned in tonight, everybody that was over on the chat board. You're listening in on Twitter, Facebook, on your phone. Big shout-out to uh, Victor Maurice, who's over there, you know, joking on me on Facebook. That's okay. I got you. But um, everybody who tuned in and everybody who's been rocking with us on the Middleman Show for the last two years, we really appreciate you guys. We would not still be doing this if it were not for you. If you don't listen, then there's nothing for us to talk about. And we really appreciate you guys. Make sure you tune in this Sunday. 6 p.m. Eastern for the Middleman Talk Show. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Blog Talk. Follow us on Twitter. The Middleman Al, the Middleman KG, and that Nick Eden. Follow us on Twitter. And look out for the new Middleman site coming soon. It's going to be really nice. A lot of nice things for you. Any parting words before we go, guys? Yeah, make sure y'all tune in this Sunday for this upcoming show. It's about to go down. If you yeah, out there dating a female and you thinking about getting married, I think you want to listen to this show. Mm. Title is, oh, so you can't submit. Hmm. Woo. So make sure you uh, tune in this Sunday where it's, it's going down. 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 So you can't yeah. submit, huh? Hmm. Yeah, we stepping on toes, corn, bunions, whatever you got. We stepping on them. Oh, yeah. Because we're winning. Duh. Hopefully we can have uh, <laughs> we got a, we got a guest that we're trying to trying to get him to come on in and, and give us some insight on how he feel about this. And uh, man, if we get him in, it's going down. I'm just letting y'all know right now. Huh. Hilarious! I can't wait for it. This one's gonna be good. Well, it's about that time, guys. Let's go ahead and take that intro. Beat Chris shouted. Yeah. Now I ain't sure what you was tuning in to. We'll pay attention to the real talk. What we here for? Go take a listen time. I take a minute. Shout in and learn some. Put your mind to grind the world. You destined to earn some. Linda, you comment on what you hear. Let's figure out the master plan and put this thing in gear. Don't matter if you hood or you corporate. Don't get you got a wheel to do way better than you were doing. Well, then you fortunate. Take a stand. Stop complaining about what you ain't got. Hating on the next man because he was dying to wreck shop. Every Sunday, tune in. Go live 6 p.m. BlogTalkRadio.com. The middle me. Hey, what's happening? The middle me. Hey, what's happening? The middle me. Hey, what's happening? BlogTalkRadio.com. The middle me. Hey, Naomi. I won't let you know, son. We ain't anti-female. We ain't anti-woman. <laughs> we love y'all. Say it. Yo. We anti-women. Hey, man. I want to give a big shout-out to Big Fred, man. He is really doing his thing right now. Like, he's really doing his thing right now. You know, he just had the... Uh, Double XL Magazine Freshman Live Showcase in New York a couple nights ago. Alright, with him, I think uh, him, Dickie Simmons, uh, Lil Twist, uh, why is he in the group? Yellow Wolf. 
Well, you know, every year at Double XL Magazine puts out there. I know they do the rookie players, man. Man, he need to slap every last one of them. Yeah, but it was still a good look for him, though. I know, man. But, but you know, they, they, they don't always like show us love. Now he can't like do a song with Diggy though. I like Diggy. Diggy, all right. I mean, it is what. But if anything else, it gives them a chance to, you know, kind of outshine them. I believe in making sure that you, when you perform, you busting everybody else's ass on the stage. You know, if nothing else has got them, got them a chance to give them some real shine. Yep. You know, they don't like people shine up, you know, those those other areas. You know, coming from Mississippi, they they look at it like. Hey man, go ahead and start it so we can start a whole country war. It ain't gonna be the East Coast, West Coast. It gonna be the silk first the world. No, 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 hell no, no. Hey, yeah. we be from a state that only got two thousand people. We can't be fighting everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so make sure y'all tune in this Sunday. This is gonna be a dude. Uh, guys, if you, it's like Hell said, if you thinking about getting married. Postpone that proposal till Sunday around eight o'clock. See how differently you feel. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Damn. And if you're married, Monday morning you may be going to the uh, see your attorney. Maybe, maybe not. And they only we're not men. We love women. We're, we're not, you know, haters or anything like that. Some of y'all need to straighten up. Let me stop before I get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> we'll see y'all Sunday, man. I'm out. Hey, I got one word. Actually, two. And I'm going to let somebody else finish it off for me. It's called The Middleman. Duh. Winning. Yes. I'm going to take that button away, man. I promise I am. Yeah. Duh. Winning. Yeah, let Tune in Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Oh, so you won't submit? It's Millman. And we out. Duh. Winning. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.